0: This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Revolution Church Minnesota's Meet Your Congregation, another installment. I'm Caleb, here with Pastor Jay Baker. Hello, Jay. Hello. Good to be here. And we have another physical congregation member here, fellow Minnesotan resident, uh, Garrett Holm. Hey, Garrett.
1: Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, We're good. Yeah,
0: pretty good. How's the, uh, COVID
2: treating you?
1: Oh, it's been fine. I mean, I haven't been... I've been safe and sound and taking care of myself, so it is what it is, I guess. I yeah. I don't know.
2: You been going out much or doing anything or just hunkering down? Taking your puppers out?
1: Yeah, I've been going out. I go to the dog park a lot. I go for lots of walks. Um, I just started going back into my work office on friday oh
3: wow which
1: was actually really nice to get out of my bedroom (laughs) where i've been working and doing everything Mm -hmm. so that was a nice change um yeah overall i mean you know it's living in the middle of uptown it's definitely different i mean you've seen those pictures and videos of las vegas with no one in them Mm -hmm. not to that extreme but uh still like you know Walking up and down Lindale and Hennepin, I mean, you guys been around here. Mm-hmm. It's weird when no one's out at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I can walk across Lindale on 27th Avenue with no stoplight without worrying about getting hit by a car. Right.
0: Wow. Yeah. So that's
1: saying something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. For those of us familiar with Minneapolis, that's saying quite a bit.
2: Well, and two, you yeah. know, I mean, I live up there as well, and seeing just you know after the after the protests and the riots and. That's been quite, that was quite a experience, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, me and you are both uh, in pretty close to proximity to that. You know, I'm on 27th and Lindale. I'm a block and a half this way and yeah. three blocks that way. And you're right where all, everything was happening. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do direct sales over the phone. So naturally people ask me, oh, where are you guys from? Where do you live? And mm-hmm. you say Minneapolis right now. And people are like. Minneapolis? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Like, yeah, I never thought I'd hear someone react like that about Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only Prince realized the revolution would begin. in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's, uh, you know, they're like, well, how, is it like crazy there? And I'm like, I mean, it's, this is unprecedented in Minnesota. Like, yes, it is crazy, but I wouldn't believe everything you see on the news. Yeah,
0: yeah right. You
1: know, like,
0: or that the news is presenting the whole story.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The news does a really good job of taking peaceful protest that was for something good and hyping it way up, and yeah. you yeah. know, it's what Sensationalizing. they
0: do—sensationalizing. Yep. It's what sells. But it has been
2: kind of—it was kind of strange. Like I'll be driving around town, like just a couple days ago, I was going to trying to go to the bank, and both my banks—one was burnt down. And then the other one I figured would be open by now, and it was still boarded up. And um, I'm talking to Pete on the, fo- you know, on my car phone as we're driving around, car phone, you know, whatever. Car phone. And, uh, and <laughs> I'm old. I'm um, phone, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah. Did you, did you uh, page him? <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, I gave a page.
1: No, I use his suitcase phone. Yeah, my suitcase phone, and
2: after my drug deal, his in hand Miami
1: power. Um,
2: <laughs> But yeah, so, nobody was like, mate, he's like, it reminds me of, like, hearing what it was like when I was younger in Belfast, he's mm. like, from what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, man, it's just weird, you know, it's yeah. like, it is strange, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, also, there's been a lot of wild change here as well, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it is a long time coming, you yeah, know, you hear a lot of, um, a lot of people of color and people not of color that will say, you know. Minnesota has been. This has been an issue for a really long time. Yeah. This isn't like a new thing. Of course, that one person's actions, I don't think, speaks for all of the law enforcement of Minnesota. Right. Yeah. But yeah. there has been underlying, you know, issues with that that I've been completely oblivious to. Growing up in suburbs and mm. being obviously a white male. Yeah. You know, in my tw- in my twenties and thirties, a lot of that stuff like. I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about it or I wasn't completely oblivious yeah, to it. Yeah,
0: totally, man. Yeah, having the 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 systemic part of it, you know, having the uh, comfy little cover of that ripped away and, and just having your privilege shoved in your face is can be overwhelming. And uh, you almost kind of have to portion how much of it you digest at once. Yeah. You know, because it can be very uh, overwhelming to the system. And just
2: realizing it's here is good, though. I mean, I mean, good. Course. It's not yeah. good that it's oh, here, but you know, it's like yeah. you know, it's like we're not living in LA, we're not living in New York, but you know, I think Minnesotans have a tendency to just kind of want to stay in their own comfort zone, and and yep. uh, I think it's good that we all kind of woke up and got out of our houses and our cabins mm-hmm. and all these things mm-hmm. and woke up to you know, hey, yeah. we've got to be a community, not mm-hmm. just people who work within a community, but try to be a community, which right?
0: Is, and the three of yep. us are, are transplants, correct? Gary, are you, are you remind me, where are you originally from? You no, from I'm that? from here. Are you? Okay. I'm from Minneapolis.
1: Okay, you're from well, Minneapolis Well, Burnsville, you okay. know, like 20 minutes south in the suburbs. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But I have lived all over yeah. in different places. Got it. I lived in southeast Iowa. Where, Iowa, okay. Um, that been. was a real eye opening experience to me, you know. Iowa opening? In Burlington, Iowa, it's on the border of Illinois. Yeah, and a lot of people go from Chicago to Burlington. Mm. Yeah, and it's it you know for whatever reason they're doing it, and so even like a, a really small suburb like that down in Iowa, there's a lot of uh, friction from stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And I ran into a lot of stuff I never saw in Minneapolis down there because it's a lot smaller area, so it's yeah you can't just go around it. Yeah, right. Um, and then Kansas City I lived in portland which i think is probably where i first realized that there was a big uh because there's so many transplants in portland yeah but it is still historically very white yeah um it's the first time my eyes were really open to like making some friends from california and stuff there like that it was i didn't even realize how white of a place it was i guess i don't know if that's how you describe it properly right. whatever mm-hmm. but how gentrified maybe there you go um until i made some friends from california they're like there's like no people of color here at all yeah. And i'm like what do you mean they're like do you not i'm like i'm from minnesota it's like i know i don't know uh-huh. what you mean right. right like just again my surroundings where i've been and how i've grown up yeah just, just incidentally but i think one really important thing to remember for other people in a similar situation, I guess, is don't feel guilty for living your life the way that you have up until now. Just realize that you need to do something about it mm. and educate yourself and learn. Yeah.
3: That's
1: that, good, that's yeah. one thing that when the um I guess this is just coming up out of nowhere now, but when the Me Too movement happened, you know, I again I'm a male. I grew up in a culture of watching stuff on T V and learning from what other people are doing that and stuff you know and I wouldn't say that I've I guess self-judgment here I haven't done anything that I would say is like super terrible but I've definitely with my eyes you know yeah. looked certain ways and thought certain things and when that happened it was really eye-opening I was like wow this is like a problem mm. how men are being raised in like in a culture where they're objectifying people you know and that was just another kind of it It has some similarities to me and like the awakeningness of my brain like mm. wow this is an issue wow this is an issue like now what do we do about it you know
0: right totally that's what we're we're living we're finding that out yeah we are um yeah. to switch gears a little bit garrett um <laughs> Let's your things up. Things up. what's your favorite type of ice cream no i'm just joking but but um no it's still a serious topic but um i i find your your interaction or your choice to interact with revolution really interesting um your background isn't kind of the uh stereotypical revolution members background religiously a lot of us were like uh raised you know really fundamentalist and 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 hurt by that but then want to you know come come back to church and kind of have maybe deconverted or deconstructed and, and are now wanting to get you know a healthier version of it you um if unless i'm mistaken you you converted to christianity within the past few years correct
1: yes mm-hmm. you,
0: yeah you, you want to talk about that a little bit just how that happened and um yeah sure yeah
1: um so i grew up in a um, my parents were both Catholic, my mom more so than my dad, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they like kind of tried to make us go to church, but then I don't know if they just got tired of us not wanting to go or <laughs> they didn't want to go anymore, but we became kind of the family that, you know, shows up for major holidays and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's called Mary Mother of the Church in Burnsville. It's a huge church in Burnsville off of Cliff Road. Okay. You can't drive down Cliff Road. It's a landmark. Um, And so that's how I pretty much grew up. Like, I'd go to Catholic Church sometimes Uh on holidays only and just be completely, like, not understanding anything at all. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Like, all I would know is I'm going to get an aerobic workout. And I'm not going to understand a lot of stuff. I <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Lots of moving.
0: We're that core. The like Catholic core, baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, and so that's just kind of how we grew up. We weren't like really religious people, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Um, Culturally. And even the word religion, though, still, even though I wasn't like really actively in the church, the word religion was still a word I didn't really like.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get that.
1: Although I wasn't there often. I didn't believe people, when they acted a certain way that day, that they were acting like that the rest of the week. Right,
0: okay. Yeah, I get it.
1: And plenty of my classmates, you know, I was in the class of a 1,000 people at high school. Plenty of them were going to youth stuff and doing all this, and then I saw how they acted, too. So it was just like, it was just where I was at.
0: That's not attractive to to see that.
1: You know, we go to family dinners and stuff, or like Christmas holiday at my aunt's. We'd pray before dinner, but again, I didn't really... I was just like kind of going with the motion to stand out. Yeah. So fast forward now, uh, there was like a brief point when I lived in Nebraska, probably 10 plus years ago now, Uh I started dating a girl there who had just become a follower of Christ, uh, through like a life experience she had. And I guess I was never like for or against anyone doing that. Yeah. It just, I didn't understand it at all. So I was like, if it makes you happy, whatever. Yeah. So then I kind of started going to church with her and learning a little more. And she got me a Bible and I started reading it and stuff. And, but it didn't really stick. When we broke up, nothing stuck. Um, so then like, like three years ago, you know, I just kind of came to a point where I had done a lot of things. And there's just a lot of questions still. Like a lot of stuff I didn't really understand. I didn't really understand my purpose. Hmm. And I ended up starting my own business with a marketing business and uh, we do quarterly conferences for like training and leadership development stuff. Jay, I know you're familiar with this is Amway. Yeah. Yep. And the team I'm with believes that you should be able to do whatever you want. And if we're gathering in a large area and people are away from home, if on Sunday morning they want to have someplace they can all go for non-denominational worship, then it's available. So the first conference I went to, I guess, I went to that Sunday morning, again, still like my background, of course, don't really know much or understand anything. But at that point though, my friend had given me a Bible. okay, And it made its way into my bag and with me to that conference.
0: Huh.
1: So there's definitely some things going on, I guess, that maybe more, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that first one I went to, like, I was like, all right, well, this is kind of cool. And then I just started asking more questions to people that weren't biased about it. Yeah. But were kind of like what I found at Revolution Church once I started going was it was more of an open, like, hey, if you want to know about this, let's learn together. Yeah. But I'm not going to shove it down your throat. Exactly, yeah. And those are the kind of people that are mentoring me and stuff. And so I started asking questions. They started saying, hey, well, you could look, you could read this, you could read that, here's some information you could look at and digest for yourself. It was never like, here's how you should think.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Which, no one takes that well. No, no. And so, the second conference I went to, similar thing happened. This was like three, four months later. Um, But, I decided that morning to give my life to Christ. And it wasn't like a big, huge thing or anything like that, I don't think. You know, it was just a decision I made in my heart and um, I'm really glad I did. Cool. It's just, uh, yeah, it just help, It's helped me a lot. Yeah. And like I said, finding my purpose, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing it's done for me is like I've in the past, and I've heard people compare it this way before. I felt like there was like a hole I didn't know about, and I kept trying to shove things in there, whether it was drinking or experimenting with different types of uh <laughs> am i allowed to say this drugs sure. <laughs> you can say whatever you want and i don't like regret any of that stuff yeah. at all because i 100 percent believe that all of those things happen to get me to where i'm at right now mm, mm-hmm. but i used to always say that i just believed in the universe that Yeah. the universe you know it does things and uh-huh. stuff but but that I feel like that was just an easy thing for me to say when people ask me how I felt about it. Yeah, it was an easy thing to say to switch the topic. Yeah, like I believe in the universe. So let's move on from that now because yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't really know what to say about it or anything. Right, I don't have much thoughts about it. Um, mm-hmm. But you can tell there's like a, I mean, it's like gravity, right? There's a pulling force, whether you whatever you want to call it. I think when people say universe, they think. Yeah, obviously this whole entire thing that's going on is a lot bigger than me. But maybe they just haven't figured out what that means to them mm-hmm. or they're expressing that in different ways, you know? Like lots of people, especially in Portland, let's say, but Minneapolis too, you know, they end up getting more into astrology and different stuff like yeah. that, tarot cards. Yeah. I've been into all new that stuff. New age
0: stuff. Yeah, I had a little new age yeah. phase too. Kind of wooey culture, as they say.
1: yeah. And so my uh, one of my old roommates in Portland gave me a set of tarot cards,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and it's funny because one of the cards in that deck is Jesus Christ, and every single time I've done a reading for myself, that card has popped out of the deck. <laughs> so,
0: so you're Jesus?
1: <laughs> Just joking. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And some of his uh, some of the people that he's that say that they were close followers of him or were similar also pop out of the deck so like i said it's just kind of a lot of stuff and then um yeah i guess that's it i don't know cool did i answer the question yeah yeah totally
0: man you did yeah yeah it's just really um it's cool to me that we can you know appeal to to brand new christians just like we appeal to to the to those of us and i include myself they're uh Kind of old, um, worn. You know, not just
2: jaded.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. A little jaded, A little Harrison, that's <laughs> But yeah, man, it's it's great, and it's been uh, you and I have become friends, and uh, I'm I'm really glad that you stumbled across our community. Um, are you still attending another church as well? Um, well, I guess not, not really attending right now during COVID. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was doing some virtual church stuff when all this kind of first happened, but I I haven't been really at all in the last, maybe like my first month I was doing that. But yeah, more of what I do now is just like, just, you know, getting into the word myself. and. Yeah. But I tell you, though, this whole experience with what's been going on the stay at home and all that, I probably haven't had as much personal growth. As I've had in the last three months and the rest of my entire life because mm. I've been reading more and the word more, working with my mentors more, mm. um, and it's really been, that's really been cool. That's very cool. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Awesome, great.
0: Cool. Well, one question that we always, we always ask um, when we start kind of moving towards wrapping up is we ask for feedback. Um, if there's anything in particular that you like about what we're doing that we could do more of or if we could tweak anything or add anything or even remove anything if, if you just have uh, just curious if you have any feedback obviously you keep coming back remove for some services. reason we're doing do what I't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gotten that one yet. Yeah <laughs> But obviously you know we're, we're doing something that is attractive to you. Um, I'm a little bit curious about what that is and then also just if you have any any ideas, any feedback for us
1: absolutely um well it's really cool uh the way i found the last two churches i've been checking out i guess i would say here in minneapolis was because i was walking my dog and i saw their poster on the window
2: nice cool.
1: um, so if that's not uh if there's not something to that
2: poster in the window
1: i think that's pretty cool that i've just walked by the places enough times with my dog that eventually i saw the poster and was like oh i should check this out yeah
2: get a dog get a
1: dog <laughs> get a dog yeah uh go on walks the poster on the window of brian lake bowl for Evolution was just a really you guys did an awesome job on that poster and it just made me feel like i wanted to know what you guys were doing oh, that's cool
2: that's actually a picture of my a sticker on my skateboard
0: Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think which one it is. It's,
2: it's, you know, it's the revolution, but it's kind of scratched up. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And I think what I liked a lot about from the first time I went in there was I can tell that the biggest part for Jay, I think, in his message is that, you know, you always got to lead with love, and that's the most important message from the Bible, I think, from what I hear from Jay
3: yeah.
1: a lot, uh, which is really important to me um, hmm. because I was just talking to someone the other day that I hadn't talked to in a long time. And, and she had to say this out loud on the phone. She felt the need to say it. Oh, I'm divorced by the way. That doesn't bother you. Does it?
3: Oh wow, yeah,
2: Cause
1: I know, nice. I know yeah. a lot of religious people right. they hate that. Right. And I said, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I kind of chuckled cause I was like, no, and she goes, "Well, are you religious?" and I said, "Well,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't yeah. really like using that word." Yeah. Because religion is a man-made thing. I call myself a follower of Christ. And I think that's the biggest thing about revolution is you guys take away all that mm. religion and you bring it down to the fundamentals and the foundations of what it's actually supposed to be about. Mm. Yeah. Non-judgment, loving everyone no matter if they're punk rock or if they walk in like me with a suit on sometimes, you know, just a total non-judgment. And I really like too Jay and Caleb, too. I know both you guys put your heart into this, but I really like when you're doing your sermons, at least from what I can see and, and I hear and feel. is You're not going to hold back because you're worried about what someone else is going to think about your sermon. Mm. If you know it's the truth and it's right. Yeah. And that's something that's lost in this country. Is just speaking what's right and what's the truth, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just it's really hard to find that in a group of people, nonetheless, but more so at church, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Probably, um, it kind of ties back full circle what you're saying about how you were unattracted to uh, church as a child. That phoniness, I think. Revolution, we very drastically push on that, and we're very transparent uh, yeah. to a fault reps fault
2: <laughs> <It's your laughs> definitely uh-huh.
0: yeah
1: well no one's
0: perfect right <laughs> right 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 is there anything that you'd like to see uh more of or anything like that or any any tweaks
1: um or are we just perfect yeah.
0: <laughs> perfect
1: well perfect's pretty tough um <laughs> i guess uh i know we've talked about this before um but i know a lot of people aren't that okay with it but i like A little bit of music and stuff like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're not the only one. Jay's laughing because you're the like the third person um, that we've had a call with today
1: who's brought brought up music. So Uh, maybe it's a sign. Who knows? (laughs) Well, it would just uh, what Revolution feels like to me is like a really awesome Bible study Mm. with really open dialogue and like conversation and really awesome perspective, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why a lot of people like it. I think because it doesn't have a church feel to it. So it's hard to add that in right. and then be revolution. So uh-huh. I don't know. I'm sure that's something you guys have been working on or thinking about.
0: Thinking about. Um, no, definitely yeah, definitely thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how to approach it. And maybe maybe this could be a good opportunity to discuss. Like we thought, well, I, I had the idea maybe if music is triggering or a off to some people, like – uh, starting the online stream ten minutes early with a little bit of like instrumental music and saying, "Oh, you can just tune in right at eleven uh, if you if you don't want the music or something like I don't know, just kind of in literally the very early stages of
1: uh, trying sure. to talk through that, but you could do it at the end too.
0: That's an idea. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: You yeah. could say, and "Hey, we could just tune this out. Is, it's gonna end, and then we're gonna That's do a yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be." Cause then people can leave.
3: Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Run. For you know, cause so you, when we're back
1: in person, he <laughs> yeah. would be like, "All oh, right, I love you guys. Like give them five minutes. Be like, Hey, we're going to try this out in five minutes. If you want to stay. Yeah. We'd love to have you. If you don't, that's cool too. You sure. know, total revolution style.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, that's good, yeah. I guess the only other thing that, uh, I would suggest and just for like the live stuff, mm-hmm. um, would just try to have a more concrete start time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about?
0: I thought we
2: started on time earlier. Anyway. <laughs> it's know, I an old watch. You know, it's,
1: <laughs> it's the watch's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's kinda like one of those I don't know. No, you're right.
0: No, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're bad you're about right. that.
1: I just uh
0: I said it. It was no, hard to that's say. That's good, no. Thank you. So. I'm glad you said it.
1: You're right. Um, But yeah, that would be the only couple of things. I mean, where else can you get breakfast and fresh coffee and go to church at the same time? Yeah, right.
0: Wow. Yeah, or even if you want a, uh, you can get a little a beer or something,
1: a beer. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted, sure, yeah. you could bring a Bloody Mary in there. No yeah. one's going to judge you. I've done that before. Oh yeah. <laughs> or if you need, a, if you need a whole pitcher of Diet Cola, then all like, yeah, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> Good giggly wiggly. <laughs> okay. um, yeah that would be uh, yeah that's great
0: awesome man well, uh, well thanks Garrett um, unless you have any other uh, closing thoughts or anything I mean I, I feel like this has been a really productive conversation
1: I guess the only thing that uh, kind of comes to mind I don't know this might be weird but I was reading the book uh, like I'm going through a one year bible study uh-huh. and I was reading the book I uh, asserted today Oh, cool. and uh and, yeah, what a cool book. Yeah, yeah great like, story. Action-packed and just, yeah, cool stories and stuff. But um, I was just thinking of, you know, when Mordecai and Esther decide, like, when they were trying to figure out how to overcome what was about to happen because the evil guy, Haman, I think his name was, mm. wanting to have all the Jews literally killed for money. Mm. And, I don't know, it just kind of made me think of, like, the state that our – world in our countries in right now. And I feel like, you know, what was really cool was to me about that story was that although Esther was scared because she knew that she could literally be killed just for stepping foot in this courtyard mm-hmm. because she was so convicted of what the right thing to do was to save people and to, to be that person that does the right thing. Mm-hmm. And Mordecai pointed out that maybe the only reason that you're even in the palace Mm. is to save our people from this terrible thing that's about to happen. Uh I think that's just the willingness to just keep doing the right thing, even though you know that you could be judged or any. I mean, who knows, right? Like you could have people come up behind a peaceful protest and do rioting and start stuff on fire, but it doesn't change why they were protesting in the first place. Yeah. I think that's one really deep thing that as a world, we just need to remember this wasn't about burning down buildings and like what we're seeing external versus internally, what this is for are two totally different things. And as, as people in the whole world, we need to stay together and not become more separated. Like now I feel like what I'm seeing is mask wearers, non-mask wearers right right yeah and for me personally i feel like if it's gonna help someone else feel safe because Mm -hmm. i'm wearing a mask maybe i should i don't feel like i should have to wear one anytime i want to go someplace though but again just because i don't think that i need one doesn't mean that maybe i shouldn't wear one to help out other people so they feel better yeah Mm -hmm. you know and it's just I don't know. I guess I don't really know what I'm trying to say with that, but I think we just really need to band together and um, find more reasons to love each other than to be separated. Because I think there's a lot bigger thing at play going on than what we're seeing. And if we want to win this battle of good versus evil, we're not going to win it by separating ourselves Mm -hmm. and making ourselves that way with each other. Um, We got to stay unified. Yeah. Totally.
0: Love each other a little bit more. Yeah. Well put, Garrett. That, thank you, sir. That preaches.
1: I shouldn't be doing that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, that's great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Garrett. Thanks, man. We Thanks love you a lot, it. man. And uh, Love you guys, too. Yeah. Be we'll good. Have to, I'll have to have you ever play cards again soon. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. If you enjoyed this show, you might also like another post-Christian podcast where two atheists go to church and give them honest, objective reviews. Out of the attic. Two atheists go to
2: church. Two atheists go to church. Um,
0: so I listened to his whole, like, ten series that right. I, I borrowed from a friend's dad. And oh, uh, Which friend? Carl Gaudian. Yes, please. Hey, Carl. Love Hi, you. Carl. miss you. Um, but Doesn't he that, look at the Creation Museum? I don't know. Dude, I grew up like 30 <gasps> minutes away from the Creation Museum. <gasps> Straight up. <gasps> Who's the but, guy who runs the Creation Museum? Uh, Ken. Ken, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, answersingenesis. Uh, dot org. I think. But I got his book and became
1: a hardcore uh, young earth creationist. So much so that when I was a senior mm-hmm. in high school, I went to a Christian camp and gave talks about
0: it and my talk was so popular that the five hundred kids at camp there was like nine speakers no, not maybe like five speakers. And everyone from the camp went to my talk. So like wow. now I deal with the guilt of like being a person of authority <laughs> telling all these kids that they should be young earth creationists.
2: It also Probably was the fact that you were super traditionally hot at the
0: <laughs> before I got fat and old. Um, yeah. No, uh, no, <laughs> but you were. I was very charismatic uh, and very hot. Well, because my talk was. You're. A, I would. that you picture. You're a dark,
3: tradi- sexy tradi- tradi- man. Tradi-
0: traditionally, <laughs> traditionally, like Abercrombie hot. Like you worked at Hollister for a reason. That was a post-Christian podcast.